Hi guys, we'll begin to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's going to podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. We try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you can find the video portion of the podcast on YouTube. Um, you can also find the podcast anywhere that you get your podcast. And we're so thankful that you guys are here with us again as we're here to study and help each other again. All right, so this is a special podcast. And it's special because it was a request, right? So I'm always thankful for your requests. You know, if you put it through Facebook Messenger on the Facebook page or through Instagram, or if you know me, if you have my number, if you just text me, whatever it is, we're so thankful for the interaction that we can have as we uh, as we study together and we try to help each other. So this request is from a, a friend of mine, uh, Chris Harris, right? He's from Brooksville, Florida. And we actually got the chance to uh, actually meet through the Facebook page. And so he sent me a message and he said he's been a longtime listener. And, uh, you know, I appreciate Chris and I appreciate his love for God and his heart to mature. And as he wants to teach and as he wants to help his local congregation, uh, it's just an amazing thing to see. It's a great thing to see. And so uh, what Chris wanted to talk about, I want to read off uh, the message here. He says, I have a lesson request. Uh, The topic is giving to the poor. It's something mentioned in the Bible, but I feel like it's never talked about in the church, which is true. And he says, I would love to hear uh, a podcast on this. Great. I mean, he said this on Monday. As I was thinking about this and studying through this uh, for the week, I was excited about this one because this is this is a great topic, Chris. And I'm glad that uh, that you mentioned this. But here's how I want to approach this one. So before we can get to the action of giving, and really, Chris, and those that are listening, you can put anything after that, giving to the poor, giving to God, giving to your brethren, giving to family, giving to your spouse, you can put anything in that blank. Before we can get to the action of giving to whoever we're giving to, we have to have the right motivation behind it. So if the motivation behind the action is off, then the action won't replace it. The action won't make it right. So what we have to do, we have to have the right motivation before we can even get to the action. So that's what we're going to hit on today. And I think this is going to help as you study for this and as you try to teach it as well, Chris. I hope this can really help you as we study this. Okay, so the topic today is giving the motivation behind the actions. And we're not just going to stick on just giving in general. We're going we're gonna to hit a lot of other things. But giving the motivation behind the action. Okay? So let's think about this as we introduce our topic today. Um, many times we can't give or do a certain action to others correctly because we don't really understand why we're doing it. Has, has that ever kind of crossed your mind for a minute? Like, think about the stuff that you do, you know, for for the people at, at your local congregation, for your family, for, for everybody else that you know. <clears throat> think about, why do I do this? You know what I mean? Like, you got to have a motivation, and you got to understand your why. And a lot of times, we can get caught in this, the things and the people in our lives and God in our lives sometimes, what, what they can become because we just do it. It could just become almost kind of compartmentalized. You know, they're just kind of another box in our life that we have to check off. Like we got to check off work. Like we got to check off school. Like we got to check off, you know, sports team, whatever. It's kind of like another thing that we put in a box that we got to 
we got to check up on every once in a while and then go to the next thing. We kind of compartmentalize it. And that's kind of a dangerous mindset to put God and other people in. And so what we got to do, Chris, and those that are listening, we have to have the right motivation behind what we're doing. So we have to have the right mindset. All right. So this is what, that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you're taking notes, um, we're going to look at what is the motivation behind your actions then? So what's the motivation behind your actions? So number one, if you're taking notes, here's how we're going to start this off. Number one, what is the motivation behind your actions? Sometimes we only do the right actions to give the image that we have the right motivation. Think about that. Sometimes we only do the right actions to give off an image that you have the right motivation. So think about this example for a minute with me. So let's say, <clears throat> let's say we have a, we have two basketball players, right? You have player A and you have player B. And so player A and player B, after practice each day, they get up 100 shots after practice, right? <clears throat> but here's the motivation, though. So player A, he only puts up 100 shots after practice because he wants to show player B, I'm just as good and better than you are. He just wants to he just wants to give off the image that I work hard and I love this game like you love it. He's just giving off an image. So he's acting. But player B, he's putting up 100 shots, but he does it with a purpose. Every shot that I take is a purpose, whether I make it or miss it, because in a game, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this. So here, think about this for a minute. You have two players. Are they both doing the right actions? Absolutely. They're both doing the right actions. But what's the difference between the two? The motivation. So here's the thing about, about player B. Player B's motivation is genuine. I'm not out here trying to prove to you that I love this game. I'm not out here trying to prove to anybody I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm out here because I legit genuinely want to get better. That's the only reason I'm out here. But player B or player A, <clears throat> he's not genuine. Player A is a good actor. So here's what we can become sometimes. Sometimes in our actions and what we do for God and what we do for other people, we either fall in one of two categories. We're either genuine with them or we're really good actors. But here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about acting, specifically for that player A. <clears throat> and we're gonna hit it, we're gonna hit a really good example here in scripture in a second. But here's the thing about acting. The thing about acting is whether you're in a play, whether you're in a movie, or whether you act in real life. The thing is about acting. The show, the show is over at times. The lights eventually go off. The popcorn stops popping. The movie eventually goes to DVD. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's over. So, And here's the thing about it. When we act, not only is it over, but if we're doing stuff for a different reason, then we won't be able to maintain it. So think about it. If both of those players are practicing for a week, is player B ever going to get tired? 
of putting up 100 shots? No. Whether they win, guess what he's going to do after practice? Do the same thing. What if they lose? He's going to do the same thing. Why? Because he genuinely, genuinely loves what he's doing. Player A, who's putting on the act for player B, you think he'll, he'll do that consistently? He'll get tired. Here's the thing about acting. When you act, eventually you get tired of playing a role. Every actor does. You get tired of playing a role. Why? Because that's not who you really are. It's crazy, right? So sometimes, sometimes for people that we know and for God, sometimes we only do the right actions to give off the image that you have the right motivation. So think about this. Look at, uh, look at John, John chapter 12. <clears throat> John chapter 12. You see why, Chris, and those that are listening, you see why it's important to really understand your motivation behind stuff? Because if you don't, what good is the action? So look at this. Judas, Judas fell exactly into what we're talking about here. So John chapter 12. Again, if you're new to the podcast, let's open up our Bibles together and you guys can go back and you can check this and make your own notes as well. So John 12. And um, let's begin in verse number, uh, begin in verse three. Okay, so the text says, then took Mary a pound of ointment and spikenard, which were very costly. Keep that in mind. And anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then says one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Then he said, or verse 6, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And he had the bag, and he bare what was put therein. So, why did Mary use the ointment? She knew it was costly. The text says it. It was very costly. It's not like she didn't know. But what did she use the ointment for? She genuinely wanted to anoint the feet of Jesus. But as Mary was doing something genuine, what was Judas thinking? Why isn't this being sold? And notice how specific he was. Man, I could sell this for 300 pence. Why isn't this being sold? And then notice how he tried to cover it up. Why isn't this being sold for 300 pence? Oh, by the way, so that we can give to the poor. The text says he didn't say this because he cared for them. He said it because he was a thief. So what was Judas doing here? He was putting on an act. He was putting on an act. See, here's the thing about it, guys. This is why the Lord, in, in service to him and service to other people, if you're not genuine, then the action behind what you're doing, what does that mean? What does it mean? So do you understand why the motivation behind your actions are so important? We, got, we have to understand these motivations. So let's use this example. So Chris, I'm not saying you watch these. Hypothetically speaking, I'm not saying I watch these. But hypothetically speaking, if I happen to see maybe one or two, maybe three of these rom-coms, hypothetically speaking, you know, you ever see those movies where the girl is mad at a guy for 
anything, right? Some reason, right? And so then the guy, you know what? I know she's mad at me, but I'm going to go home and I'm going to give her, you know, her favorite Chinese food from this Chinese spot. So obviously he hasn't found out why she's initially mad, but he's just like, you know what? If I get this food and just give it to her, right? Let me just give her something that'll, that'll fix it. So he goes and he goes into the house all happy or goes into the, to the apartment all happy. Look, I got your favorite Chinese food. Hmm, thanks. Leave it on the table. Uh, I'm kind of busy right now. What you mean? <laughs> what you mean? This is this is fresh, right? What you mean? So what what was what was he trying to do? He did the right action, right? But what was his motivation behind it? Well, let me just hurry up and just get it over with. Let me just get her something nice. You see how that's off? See that's why. And sometimes we do that with God. Well, I'm here. I had a long week at work. I showed up to worship. I'm here. Well, I had a long week. I showed up to the study. I'm here. Why are you here? <laughs> are you here to, to, to be here for you? Why? Why? You know what I'm saying? Why? You have to understand why are you doing what you're doing? So in terms of your question, Chris, so the Lord says give to the poor. The Lord says in James to, to uh, true religion is to take care of the widows. So let's say we, you do all that. Let's say a local congregation and a person does all that, but why are you doing it? Why? So think about why Jesus helped people. When Jesus fed the, the, the 5,000, when Jesus helped Zacchaeus, when Jesus helped Matthew, right, a publican, why did he help them? Did he help them just to do something nice? What did Jesus do after every action that he did physically for people? He used it to teach them. So now here's a, here's what so many people get caught up in, Chris. They caught up, they get caught up in, well, let's just do as many actions as we can, and let's just stick with that. See, that's off too. So what if what if you feed 50 trillion people, but no one hears about the gospel? We're not saying that 50 trillion people are going to obey the gospel, but if you do something kind for them, something nice for them, what should they be exposed to as you're giving them something? They need to be exposed to the gospel. So why did Jesus give to the poor? He had the right motivation. Yeah, I'll feed you physically, but I'm trying to save your soul. You see what I'm saying? So we can't do the right actions just to give off the image that I have the right motivation. See, and, and again, as we talk about acting, here's the thing about it. Sometimes when you act naturally, just, nat just that's just how it is. Naturally, you will be able to trick some. Even, even uh, Paul said in Romans 16, you know, the simple, those that can't discern will be tricked. But the thing about acting is you can always trick some, but there's some that you can't trick. So there's some that will know. You know what I mean? This is why, and again, sometimes it gets to the point where you get so good that you trick yourself. But sometimes, most times it should be that you should at least be honest with yourself, even if you have the ability to trick others. You should at least be honest with yourself. So the motivation behind the action, all right? So that's, oh, one more example. Oh, before we move on, one more. Look at, uh, look at 1 Samuel 15. I was about to skip over it. 
1 Samuel chapter 15, this is another good one you can use here too. And you can compare um, Saul with uh, with David here because they were in the same situation. So 1 Samuel 15 and look at verse 30. So we mentioned this before in previous podcasts, but remember when Saul was supposed to kill everything? But then he but then Samuel says, Why do I hear this bleeding of sheep? You were supposed to you were supposed to utterly destroy everything. But he didn't. And Saul said, Well, the people made me do it. So then watch what happens in verse 30. So now he quote unquote, if you're if you're listening, I'm putting up air quotes, he repents. Look at verse 30. Then said he, I have sinned. Why did he repent? He wanted to do the right action to give the image that he had the right motivation. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now in front of the people and before the elders and before Israel and turn again with me so that I may worship the Lord thy God. Notice he didn't say my, he said yours. So was this a true repentance here? But notice this, Chris. Did he say the right words? <laughs> it's nuts. It's nuts. Did he say the right words? Yes, sir. He said the right words, but was his heart right? But here's the thing about it. So here's the comparison you can make. Think about David. Remember when, when Nathan came to David and said, you're the man? What did David say? David said, I have sinned. Did he say the right words just like Saul did? Absolutely. But what else did David say? Instead of saying, honor me now, he said, I have sinned against the Lord. You see, you see the difference? You can do the right action all day. You can say the right things all day. You can be in the right place all day. Literally all day, bro. You can be, you can do all this stuff all day. But if your motivation is off, Hey, I applaud you. I applaud you for your for your for your acting skills. But hey, you got to get out of that. It's not fun. You got to get out of that. You got to get out of that. All right. So then number two. Um, so the motivation behind the action. So before we get into this, if you want to support the podcast, uh, we're growing. We're, we're trying to help as many people as we can. Um, I actually so on the link, I've been giving you the wrong link. Uh, it's actually it's the right one, but I've been adding a word. So normally to support the podcast, it's anchor.fm. And I would say slash when the scriptures become real. If you want to support the podcast, put anchor.fm slash when scriptures become real slash support. So there's no the right. There, there's no the uh, in the URL. So if you want to support the podcast, go to www.anchor.fm slash when scriptures become real slash support and then the my page will come up and you can support the podcast monetarily and we're just so thankful for what you guys do to help support empower us all right so we're, we're talking about this motivation here so the motivation behind the action so sometimes we only do the right actions to give off the image that i have the right motivation then number two sometimes we only do the right actions for gain Sometimes we only do the right actions for gain. You know, sometimes it's unfortunate um, that this is the case, but sometimes people only do the right things for their own personal gain. 
So look at this. Look at Acts chapter 8. This is a great example here. Great example in Acts here. Um, Acts chapter 8. And let's start in verse number 9. We're going to skip around here. But Chris, uh, for your lesson and those that are listening, but Chris that's going to teach this, read through this a, a couple times because this is important. All right, verse 9. But there is a certain man uh, called Simon of chapter 8, Acts 8, starting verse 9. There was a certain man called Simon, which aforetime in the same city used sorcery, and he bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out himself with some great one, to whom they gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard, because a long time he bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, right, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also the things concerning, or, and Simon himself believed also when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and the signs which were done. So here's something that we have to understand about Simon. From the text, obviously he was, he was bewitching people before, but he heard the gospel and the text said that he believed. So did he believe just so that he could get something out of it, possibly. But from what the text indicates, it looks like Simon truly believed the gospel and truly obeyed the gospel. So moving forward, notice what he did. So he saw that the apostles were doing miracles. Now notice what he says. Let's jump down to verse number um, verse number uh, 18. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, what did he offer? He offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands, he might receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God might be purchased with money. So notice how from the text, it looks like his intentions were pure in the beginning. I truly believe the gospel. I obeyed the gospel. But as he obeyed the gospel and then he saw what was happening, then the pure intentions, guess what it turned into? It turned into personal gain. See, sometimes that's what that's what can happen for us too. Sometimes we start off situations with an agenda, but then sometimes it starts off pure but then it ends up being an agenda. So in Simon's case, it started off pure, but it ended up being a personal agenda. So Simon said, whoa, 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 whoa. Did I just see that? So Simon said, you know what? I can sell this. Doesn't that sound like Judas, y'all? Doesn't that sound like exactly what Judas said in John 12? I can sell this. So Peter said, Peter said that your money perish with thee. Now, let's watch verse 21. For thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven thee. Now, verse 23 is important. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Here's a great thing about the disciples. Remember, the disciples had gifts. So Peter had the gift of discernment. 
So guess what Peter could see? You don't really want this for the right reason. You want it for yourself. You see, you see how the difference between genuine and acting. So now as, as we see this, sometimes Chris with giving to the poor, let's use that example. Sometimes we'll do the right actions to see what we can get out of the deal. You know what I mean? Sometimes we'll do the right actions for other people. Sometimes we'll do the right actions for God to see what I can get out of it. See, here's the thing about that. If that's the case, that's not genuine giving whatever you've been trying to give out to somebody. That's not genuine giving. Guess what that's called? When you try to get anything out of the deal, that's not giving. That's called business. That's called business. And so when you don't get what you want out of it, then guess what you can say? Sorry, it was just business. You see, you see the difference between that? This is why being genuine is so important. Because if, if we can't be genuine with God, those under God, which is us, will never be truly genuine because we're not genuine with him. So we have we got to be careful, man. This is why this is why I think it was important to go this route instead of just talking about the action. Because, bro, what if all of us just did the right stuff until we died? What if we just did all the right stuff, but our actions behind it were wrong? We spent a lifetime wasting time. So this is why we we have to we got to be careful, man. We have to, and it, it takes some. <clears throat> It takes some uh, honesty on your part to really answer, why am I doing this? Why am I doing it? And we're going to understand the repercussions of that in a second. All right. So um, here's one more example. Uh, yes, Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6. Yeah, that's where I want to go. Matthew 6. And let's start in verse uh, number 2. So again, your question was on giving. Uh, the heading of my Bible says teachings on giving, and it's talking about prayer here, but also giving alms. So actually begin in verse 1 of Matthew 6. Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men verily i say unto you they have their reward but when thou doest thine alms let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth that your alms may be in secret and your father which is in secret shall reward thee openly see here's the, here's the thing about it so now he's teaching on physically giving, right? Giving of your means, of your alms. So he says, don't be seen. Look at me, I'm dropping a thousand dollars in the plate. Look at me, I'm dropping 10 grand. I'm dropping. Nobody has to know that. But they wanted, they wanted to be seen what they were giving so that they could receive praise in what they're doing. See, when we talk about giving specifically, or doing anything in the church, why do you do it? Why do you, why do you preach? 
Well, so I can, so I can, why do, why do you teach? Why do you do your role in the church? Whatever that role is, why do you do it? You know, the popular answer, well, for the glory of God. Okay. So if that's the case, what if no one, no one, I'm talking about zip, diddly, zero. I'm talking about you're working your behind off. What if no one knew the works that you did for them in their past and what you're doing for them right now? What if no one knew the money that you gave? What if no one knew who you baptized? What if no one knew the articles in the books that you wrote? What if no one bought that? What if no one heard a sermon that you did? What if no one heard a podcast that you did? What if no one knew Jack about you? Would you still give the same effort that you're giving with the people that do know you? That's real, bro. That's real. That's real. Now, we can say, oh, it's for the glory of God. We can say that all day, but let people stop praising you. Let people stop hitting your phone up. Let people stop listening. Let people stop. You still going to give effort? Now it's real. You see what I'm saying, bro? Now it's real. Now it's real. What if you're not a, what if you're not acknowledged for the work that you've done for your lifespan? Now it's real. Oh yeah, now it's real. But here's the beautiful thing about it. When Jesus said, "Let not your left hand know what your right hand doeth," but then at the end of verse two, when he said, "I say unto you, they have their reward." That's the thing about it. The pat's on the back, the acknowledgement, the glory. And, and again, we got to be careful because we can't be extreme. It's nice to get recognized for stuff. And sometimes in life, you will get recognized for doing the right thing. So you can, there's extremes on both sides. But if you're working for that, right, if you're working for the glory, because there's a difference between getting it and working for it. So they have their reward, so let them have it. But the things that you're doing for people and the things that you have done for people, and like I said in the last podcast, <clears throat> and Chris, uh, I think you'll find this out as you grow and mature in the Lord too. Learn to stay in the shadows, man. Do what you do and just leave it alone. Let not your, your left hand know what your right hand doeth. Why? The brotherhood might not know. Congregation might not know. Your spouse might not know. Your friends might not know. But God does. And so your father would seize in secret. Guess what he'll do for you openly? He'll reward you, but do you trust that, bro? You know, listeners, do you trust that? See, the reason why we do stuff for gain and we do the right actions towards other people for gain is so that we can be seen. But are you okay with not being seen? That's crazy, right? So this is why our motivation has to be right, man. It's got it's got to be, man. It's got to be right. And this and again, if it's not, guess what? Guess what Peter said in in Acts. He says that's a heart problem. That's a heart problem. You need to fix your heart if that's the case for us, right? So then look. So we're we're talking about giving the motivation behind the action. So one, sometimes we only do the right actions to give the image that I have the right motivation. Sometimes we only do the right actions just to see what I can get out of the deal. But then number three, this is where we want to be. This is where we want to be, Chris. You do the right actions because you have the right heart. 
and the right motivation behind it. <clears throat> Look at Matthew chapter five. Matthew five, man, I'm loving this podcast right now, bro. This is this is such a great study, man. I, I'm really enjoying studying for this one. Uh, Matthew five and verse three. So remember, he asked about giving to the poor. But you can't give to the poor if you're not poor. <laughs> it's crazy. You can't give to the poor if you're not poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. See, here's the thing, man. If we look at this, we can keep showing up. We can keep doing the right actions. But if the heart, and that's all Matthew 5 verses 1 through one through 12 is about. Before Jesus can get into anything from verses 13 through chapter 8, he says the heart has to be right. If the heart is not right, is the action really worth it? If the heart is not right, is the action really worth it in the end? So here's this last example. Well, two more examples here. So remember, hypothetically speaking, I may or may not have seen this movie. <laughs> hypothetically speaking. But there, there's a movie. I think it was on Amazon Prime or something. It's called The Christmas Contract, right? And this is why um, we got to be careful with the wrong motivation because sometimes we can just act. So basically in this movie, a, women, a woman went home and her old old guy was there. But she didn't want to be seen with that guy, and that guy already had a new girl. So what she did was her best friend hooked her up with her brother, like a fake hookup. And so he got something out of the deal. She got something out of the deal. So they did the right actions as a couple for I don't know how long. But her heart wasn't in it, and his heart wasn't in it for the right reasons. So here's the importance of having the right heart because we can be in a, we can, we can do this with God and we can do this with others. If your heart is really not in it, here's the, here's the dangerous part about it. Someone else whose heart may be in it. Someone else always has to pay for one person not having the right motivation. Someone else always has to someone else always has to get hurt. And so we don't want that to happen. We don't want that to happen. So that's why we have to have the right motivation as we do anything for God and anything for anybody else. And so Chris, here's the exact example I want to give you. So in your profile picture, I saw that you had like two fish. I can't see what kind of fish they were. But you had two, right? There's some big ones, right? There's some big ones. So here's the importance of the right motivation, as we talked about. So what if, what if, what if that's been me? What if I've been that with God? What if I've been that with people around me? Well, here's an example. So if I see Chris with those two big fish and he's in Florida and I'm in St. Louis, I'm like, man, I don't have water like that. Fish ain't biting up here like that. But you know what? If I can get close to Chris, if I can talk to Chris more, if I can be friends with Chris, guess where Chris will eventually take me? 
Chris will take me to the lake. And then I could do what I want to do. But then sometimes what tends to happen is even if you have one person with the wrong motivation, sometimes when I meet a person like Chris, man, he, he always treated me right. He took me out. He made sure I was, I was, I stayed in a good hotel. He took care of me. You know, his family took care of me. The congregation took care of me. And all this time, everybody else is doing genuine actions towards me. And I'm just using everybody. So what if, what if that's been us? If that has been us, what did Peter tell Simon to do? Repent. So if I use Chris just to get to the lake, I'll be like, you know what, Chris? You treated me with nothing but genuine kindness. You you helped me out, man. You've you helped me on the way up here. You took me fishing. You know what? The only reason I did this just was just so I could go fishing with you, man. But by the way that you treated me, by the way that the congregation treated me, by the way that everybody else said, I realized I was wrong, man. And I want to do better. And moving forward, you know, I want to be as genuine as you were to me. But instead of doing that to people, then what will we do? Just like that player, just like Simon, just like Judas, guess what? Let's just business. We either do that route or we just won't do anything. You see why the motivation behind our actions means something? And all of us have been there. We're not trying to single other people out. All of us have. All of us have. There's all We've had to repent for, for those things too. We've had to get better. We've had to check our, if you haven't had to check your heart yet, something might be wrong. You know, just to be honest, something might be wrong if you haven't had to check your heart yet. So maybe, ooh, maybe that's what you can call it, Chris. Have you checked your heart? Ooh, that might be another podcast for another day too. So this is good. That's good. But again, this is why before we can hit the action, the motivation's got to be right. The motivation's got to be right. So Chris, man, I hope that, that all that was able to help you as you could take some notes and as you develop your own study to teach. And uh, I'll be praying for you that that goes well and, and let me know if I can continue to help you. Those that are listening, thank you guys so much. I hope that I was able to help you as well. You know, if you guys ever need that help or encouragement, reach out to me like Chris did. You know, reach out through Facebook Messenger, uh, through my personal page on Facebook, through Instagram. If you have my number, we can talk and um, we can study. I have Zoom calls. I have studies with people. I mean, it's it's great. You know, come and, come and join in and it's a great thing that we can do this together. This is a great avenue. So Lord willing, we will be back on Monday with another podcast. You need to be here on Monday for this podcast because this podcast is going to be crazy. I mean, this is, I can't wait to show you guys what I'm working on on Monday. I don't have the title yet, but I know exactly what it's going to be. So please be here on Monday so we can study and grow together. I'm looking forward to it. And Lord willing, we will see you guys on Monday. Thanks guys.